sounds all right. I'm still getting the hang of all of the things. And uh, remembering to do that. Okay, awesome. We're off to a, a mediocre start so far, which is better. Uh, welcome to the show. I have a new conspiracy theory to share with you. It's of my own design. I'm very excited. Um, it doesn't really go along with my Chinese lockdowns are being used in place of food rationing because that's the big scary thing about the lockdowns that are going on in China. People have no food. They can't leave to get food. And for some strange reason, people aren't allowed to have their food delivered either. But you can't really believe anything that's coming out of China or Russia or Ukraine for that matter. And that's all still going on. And we just keep throwing money at it. And then Russia says, well, weapons shipments are going to be considered fair, fair game. We'll blow them up. But we sent them $14 billion. And then it's just been hundreds of millions of dollars here and hundreds of millions of dollars there. And personally, I think the only reason that Russia isn't handing our ass to us is because they just blow everything up immediately. And it's like, we didn't give them any money to begin with, but we still send it. And those are your hard earned tax dollars. That number you see on your paycheck under deductions, the big one. Yeah. That's the government taking all of that money away from you and giving it to the folks in Ukraine and using it to give illegal aliens free cell phones, which is the topic of the latest outrage in terms of immigration. But I'm extra uncomfortable with the Ukraine thing because I feel like they're just sending this money over and it's getting paid out to all of the people that are just going to return it back to the Biden family or the Pelosi family or the Romney family or the Cheney family or any of the other corrupt families that are running our country into the ground. Now I saw an article a few weeks ago that Washington state was, had passed a bill to ban the sale of, or or to, to ban. I don't, I can't remember the headline. It was some sensational ridiculousness, but they were planning on banning gas cars in 2030. And I never actually read the article because I thought, ah, there's no way that that's going to get through. And uh, sure enough, I have the article here. Let me switch this view so you can read along and then probably forget to switch back like last time. But hey, you know what? That's what the email is for. The real earthvox at protonmail.com. Washington Governor Inslee vetoes 2030 gas car ban, citing road usage fee concerns. So basically, all he, the, the only reason that he vetoed it is because he wanted it to come to him <clears throat> in separate bills. 
he didn't want the gas car ban to be bundled up with this road usage fee. For what reason, I don't know. But but look look at the, the text here. It was to ban the sale or registration of new gas vehicles of model year 2030 or later in the state of Washington. Just the end. But it didn't work, at least not yet. However, look at look at all of these articles. Making gas cars illegal. We want to make gas cars illegal. EPA wants to help ban gas vehicles. 12 states are urging Biden to ban gas and diesel cars by 2035. Does that sound like a great idea? There's, I mean... Uh, <laughs> This is what is driving me bonkers about the leadership lately in the last oh, decade, probably. I just haven't been paying attention that long. I know. Shame on me. They just say, well, it was like <clears throat> the the first super controversial thing I did on the social media stage was when Trump banned travel from certain Muslim countries. And I likened it to, uh, well, basically any small number of idiots ruining it for everybody else. And of course, that sparked massive outrage. Everyone was so upset that I would try to, I don't know, justify the travel ban. I do think that the travel ban was justified. I mean, if you're going to, if, if people are going to come over here from your country and blow our stuff up at a certain point, we're going to just stop letting your planes land. Which brings to mind, there, there's got to be a 9-11 pun in there somewhere, but I digress. It's, it's bad. It's bad leadership to just ban everything. Maybe in the Muslim travel scenario, a ban was the best idea. That's like, I don't even want to get the thought out because I just need to go to the chalkboard with it. I'm sure there's a better way. I don't like, I don't like blanket solutions to everything. It doesn't seem intelligent. It doesn't seem thought out. Then we're dealing with the COVID-19 situation and the answer is, oh, just lock it down. Just everybody stay home. And then it was, okay, now just everybody wear a mask and everybody stay largely without any scientific basis and definitely not legislated, not legal. Edicts and mandates don't work. For me. But I was the first person to put a mask on when it came to my neighborhood. And then once I got some facts, I adjusted my personal policy. But our leftist leaders think that blanket bans are the only way 
to accomplish anything. They have to force us into it. I don't get it. Why do they not have a better idea in mind? Why? Are they just lazy or are they really trying to accomplish something else? Biden has recently now uh, added 5% ethanol to the gas, making the gasoline even more damaging to your engine. And I could show you articles, but it's not particularly riveting information. It's just not mechanics agree. It's not good for your motor. And you've been hearing that for, I don't know, I've been hearing it for plenty long enough to know it's a real thing. But we're going to do it anyway. So we're going to try to ban gas-burning vehicles. In the meantime, we're going to add stuff to the gas to try to break your gas vehicle. And then, what, the only only people that can afford electric vehicles can survive, will be able to survive? That's a little bit on the nose, isn't it? Could we be more obvious? I thought it was very interesting that the death toll was the highest in the elderly and the sick in terms of the people COVID was claiming. Because I heard previously that in, I think, in the Scandinavian countries, the ones that the Bernie bros all love to claim as the the socialist utopia where nothing is wrong and everything's free and you only pay 70% in taxes and you can't buy stuff, but hey, socialist utopia. That they, but... They, they would cut off the care for people of a certain age. Because once you reach a certain age, you become a burden on the healthcare system. So when people, I think, were, were 72 or older and came into the hospital with COVID, they said, get out of here. Uh, good luck to you. Maybe that's, maybe that's the, the cruel but... Uh, most prudent solution to the problem. But I guess that's why healthcare is such a complicated issue. Nobody wants to wave goodbye to grandma for, you know, ever. But nobody wants to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to keep grandma alive. Except for grandma's kids and grandkids don't want to see her go. And they used that to trick people into getting this vaccine that just ravages people. Not everyone. But you don't have to look very hard to find the evidence. It's all over the place. You don't have to take my word for it. I think at this point, if you don't believe it, go ahead and, and, and don't believe it. Boost on up. Have a blast. I will remain skeptical. But there's been this 
I mean, how long has the climate push been going on? I, I don't know, but I will tell you that I know reliable record keeping in terms of the weather has only been going on for, well, since 1910. And we're hell bent on convincing everyone that it's human beings that are affecting the climate change. And I like to say, well, wasn't, wasn't there an ice age? Weren't we all covered in ice at one point? And now we're not. At least we're less completely buried in ice. So wouldn't it kind of be common sense to say that the planet has been getting warmer ever since? Why, why you're... Why do we got to make it about us? Right? Sure. I mean, we're help. We're helping it. One of the worst things that we've done is to try to fight off nature the whole way. I mean, look at cars to begin with. One of the biggest problems was the mud. So what did we think to do? change the car or change the earth well we decided hey if we put well first it was boards if we put all of these boards down and we make these roads out of boards and we won't sink in well i'm sure you can imagine how that worked out then it was stones and gravel and eventually concrete and now blacktop asphalt which is the worst. It's one of the most glaring examples of planned obsolescence, like the light bulb that only has a limited number of hours before it burns out. And, we're, and they were designed that way. And now everything is designed that way. Because you can't get rich. I mean, the... <clears throat> In business terms, you can't get rich if everybody only buys one of your thing. How many TVs have you owned? And they just break. And you go bit you go buy a new one, buy more shoes, buy more clothes. And they're just made like garbage in China. They just wear out, the threads come loose. They change colors. They literally disintegrate. But you can't walk through Walmart and find anything. I was looking for some, uh, I was looking at some knives in the camping aisle. Couldn't find a single one that wasn't made in China. And we're meant to believe that if these things were made in America, they would be too expensive because of how expensive American labor is. Oh, isn't that interesting? That the corporate media would want you to believe that there's just no, we just don't have a choice. No choice but to ship all of our jobs overseas. 
where people can get paid eight cents an hour to stitch sneakers together that they'll sell for $300 in America. And we're all just all kind of okay with that. I think if it was on the news as often as Leah Thomas, we'd probably take some issues with it. Remember Occupy Wall Street? That didn't go on for very long, did it? No, because I believe it was around that time that Obama did his little propaganda switcheroo and then everybody started buying in on news media. And now all of our news media is owned by six companies and we're just all hopelessly brainwashed or incapable of critical thinking or, or, or both. Our news media is owned by multinational corporations and our education institutions are owned by foreign interests. Google uh, Confucius Institute. Let me know what you find out. The real earthbox at protonmail.com is the email address. So our corporate media has been pushing climate change and save the whales and buy an electric vehicle and stop polluting and recycle, reduce, reuse, and close the loop. Because carbon tax. Well, what is a carbon task? Task? A tax? I'm I'm so glad you asked. A carbon tax is basically uh paying for your right to pollute. And my cursory knowledge of the subject says that <clears throat> basically the Klaus Schwab's of the world are going to implement this this system that says you can't you can only pollute this much and if you pollute more than that then you have to pay. So who is that good for? The people collecting. Only only the people collecting. Because China's not going to pollute less, they're just going to have to pay. India's not going to pollute less. They're just going to have to pay. And America might pollute less. But they'll just do all of their polluting by proxy through India and China and Taiwan. Because the goal is only to create the appearance of caring. That's what all of the feel-good movements are about they don't care about trans rights they don't care about gay rights they don't care about black lives matter they care about money only only money they want all the money and they have no integrity about it anything can be justified with enough profits in the mind of these people but we're still gonna look to them to save us 
And where does this messaging come from? The corporate interests, as I mentioned. But look at what's going on right now in the EU. With Germany and France. And their unwillingness to sever their reliance on Russian gas and oil because they don't want to suffer the negative impact of what will happen to their economy if they do that. So what role does Russia and China play in this climate change narrative? You know the Russian bots are all over Twitter. I yell at them all the time, at Earthbox on Twitter if you want to hit me up. So they spin this narrative. Climate change, save the planet, save the environment. And then you can just buy all of your gas from us. And you can buy all of your little trinkets from China. Is that believable? It seems very plausible to me. Send me an email, therealearthbox at protonmail.com. That is it for now. But I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.